We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good evening, every good, good evening. I'm too late. I'm too used to the UCL shows with Randy. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Rotowire Soccer DFS show. My name is Jack Burkhart. You can find me on Twitter at Jack Burkhart. It's nice to be in the Premier League host seat again for once. So I am joined, as usual, by Jordan Cooper, the same game parlay king, and Ryan Balanji, the Europa League king. So both of you have had quite a good month. Uh, Ryan finished. He swept top six in a Europa League slate for a cool 5K, it looked like, or something close to that. And uh, Jordan is making a killing in these betting markets with sports betting uh, opening in Kentucky. So shout out to me. I'm break even on the month in DFS. So I'm glad we have a couple uh, more successful people on the show. So, uh, Jordan, how are things going on your end? Good. Uh, are we going to just play Man City tomorrow? And is the show over? Can we just, like, is that is that is that what the – are we going to be able to fill, like, 60 minutes i mean we don't have to 60 minutes i mean is it just like if if there's a man city player you just plug them in your lineup and they're minus 1000 favorites and it doesn't matter that it's a five game slate just like it i mean seriously i looked at this slate and i don't know if i could play many gpp lineups because i don't see a, a way kind of around it uh is this gonna be a very boring show uh, yeah, I, well, unfortunately, maybe we can figure I, out center backs. Let's go ahead. Yeah, no, I, unfortunately, it's it's one of those slates, right? The none of the other games look great. So not only is like city mass city are massive favorites and in a great spot, but I mean, where do you go if you don't go city? Uh, I mean, yeah, we'll we'll try to get into it, but it's definitely one of those slates where you're going to be jamming a bunch of city, and yeah, it's tough to make tournament lineups even that don't have a few city pieces and and that's fine i mean you just have to attack it differently yeah i think it's going to be tough sledding i thought it might be a bit fun this slate because i don't know there's five games but i mean city we can see on the cheat sheet are overwhelming favorites uh 87 to win is crazy 54 clean sheet odds feels really high even though aderson can't seem to keep a clean sheet to save his life but that's got to get good for him at some point and they have by a goal 
um, the highest implied goal total of the entire slate. So that's going to be the main talking point. Um, we can talk about these other games as we go through, but I mean, Ryan, do any of these other games stick out to you as remotely interesting, especially compared to a Manchester City who DraftKings seems to refuse to really price up significantly above the other teams? Yeah, I know it's tough. I don't think any of them stick out. Um, you know, especially based on what I'm about to say. But I mean, you know, our Sheffield United are going to win a game this season, right? I mean, you know, they're winless right now. They got a spot here at home against Wolves who are without their best player, Pedro Neto. I mean, right off the bat, I'm I'm touting Sheffield United as maybe a spot to get different on this. You know, it doesn't feel great. I don't know. You know, you look around it. I don't, you know, no, nothing else really stands out to me. I mean, a jam city and try to find a low own goal scorer or two. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll Sorry, go ahead and we'll try to, to get into things. <laughs> No, 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 it's fine. I think I might have a laggy connection, so I might have to do a refresh. So I'm going to do that refresh, and then perhaps Jordan Cooper can talk about the forward position. And my main question about the forward position is, what's? are we just going to click Haaland, Alvarez, and Foden and then worry about the rest of our lineups, or is there anything remotely promising in the other spots? Well, I think, I mean, I don't know what – I've been building lineups for – I'm talking about – we're talking about cash games primarily, Okay. Obviously, GPPs you could get you get weirder. Uh, Holland has minus three thirty goal scoring odds. He has like almost a coin flip to score two goals. He typically plays ninety. He's ten five when he probably should be twelve five. Then you have Alvarez at nine thousand, who has been taking most of their set pieces. Foden will take some. To me, that the, the question isn't which two to play to me the question is do you just play all three and in my dummy lineup that my by default that i you know let's we'll plug it together i mean it took it took to build my lineup in cash my this is what i would go with just looking at the first thing it took me i think under 20 seconds and i plugged all i plugged holland Foden, and alvarez in and everyone else that kind of fit in in that spot. And I looked at that lineup and said, well, if I don't play, let's say I don't play Foden, how would my lineup look any different? And I go, well, there's really not a defender worth paying up for. Goalkeepers, I don't give a crap, right? It could be over a high price, low price. I don't think there's a high price midfielder that you need to have. And I'm just stuck there going, well, who else am I playing? I mean, like, it just comes down to that. That even if I just plugged in two, like I would be using Holland if I didn't use the other two. Like it, it just ends up with me having three city pieces anyway. Out of the three, truthfully, I think Foden is the 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 one I like the least because Holland's upside is just ridiculous, and Alvarez has been a more on set pieces than Foden has. That and of course Alvarez's upside is probably higher than Foden's anyway. I think all three guys end up playing most of the minutes if this game is anywhere close to at hand. And if it's not, if they're up for nothing, it's probably because these are the guys that have the points, regardless. Doku obviously is the you know, the Dokus and the Grealishes that they're more likely to be subbed. They're 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 cheaper, 
But I don't think you even need the salary. It's not like they're like, oh, well, I'm gonna go down from Holland and play Alvarez, Foden, Grealish, and then pay forty eight hundred for a defender that isn't worth forty eight hundred, or pay up for goalkeeper that probably isn't worth it, or pay up for some seven K or eight K midfielder that isn't City that isn't worth it. Are you just are are you like me where I'm not gonna overthink this? It feels like you just play all three of them and and you figure out the rest of your lineup, and I think you can figure out the rest of your lineup pretty well. Yeah, I think so too. I think you broke it down well. Uh, Foden would be the guy I would be willing to leave out. Uh, but yeah, what do you do if if you leave Foden out? I don't know. Um, I'd be okay playing Doku if he started for $1,000 cheaper. Maybe you use that money for Ederson. I, I think that would be okay. Maybe you can afford Ederson even if you play all three. Um, yeah, you know, it's just it's not very fun to talk about. There's there's not a lot of alternatives. So, yeah, I, you know, it didn't take me very long either. I just put in the three city forwards and went from there. Because the alternatives are, like, instead of playing one of those guys, you'd be playing Dwight McNeil at 8,500. Or you'd be playing James Ward-Prowse in a midfield spot at 8,300. Or Pascal Gross at 8,200, and, like, McNeil is an underdog against Brighton. Ward-Prowse is, yeah, he'll have a monopoly of West Ham set. Well, now Bowen takes some of them now also, but Ward-Prowse has been playing in a much deeper position uh, for West Ham now with, like, Kudus coming into the squad or anything. And then you have Gross there, and he's okay, he's involved, but they're on the road to Everton, which is a fine matchup. But you look at this and you go, yeah, can I see myself getting 10 points from McNeil, Ward-Prowse, or Gross? Sure, I guess so. But I don't see myself getting 32 points from these guys. And they're not much different than Foden or Alvarez. So, like, why am, why am, I, why am I playing those guys? Like, let those, those would be the guys. Those would be, like, the cash game guys that you're like, I feel comfortable getting 10. And then you play them, and it becomes like a Champions League slate. Man City put up five goals, and you're screwed. So why not just play the Man City guys? Because I don't see that Man City will have enough possession in this game that even if you told me, Ryan, let, let me ponder this question to you. If I told you that Man City would not have that many set piece opportunities, they didn't, they decent amount of corners, but not like absurd amounts, but they had 80% possession or 75% possession. Don't you think these guys get there just on shots and shots assisted? Like, like, if, if you told me, like, oh, well, I don't care about the set-piece situation at Man City, that, like, this is going to be a barrage. That even if James Ward-Prowse takes 12 corners or Pascal Gross takes 15 set-pieces, these guys could easily outscore them anyway. Yeah, I know. I'm with you. Uh, you know, it's hard for me to really add anything to that. It's – I hate these slates. You know, and this one – this isn't – exaggerated Man City slate because the other options are just not great. I guess one question I'd I'll throw your way. Assume, you know, is Eze going to start? Let's assume Eze is a hundred percent. What if, what if Eze was a hundred percent at 9,500 against Burnley? I mean, he's a guy that we were talking about with a high floor and a guy that you would want to play. I don't know if you would, want to play him over the city guys i you know i assume people won't because you know he's questionable and hasn't played for a while but i mean just 
is 90 minutes of Eze even in consideration? On this slate, I don't think so. I mean, in the past, on other man on other Man City slates where Man City were minus three hundred road favorite, minus two fifty, minus you know their implied goal total was two point one five. Their implied goal total is two point seven three. Like I put Eze in the same bucket as those other guys that we mentioned. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't fade. I ain't fading City in cash. I'm a, I'm much more inclined, if anything, to play more city just so I don't get it wrong. Right. Knowing that these guys are going to be like, if you're sitting there going, I can build a lineup with two of these guys, but which two do I pick? It's like, you're going to be facing a lot of lineups that have all three of them, possibly four. Like, dude, if you wanted to make a lineup that had Doku in it also, or Grealish, whoever starts, I wouldn't put, if you just said, I want to play six city players in my lineup, including center backs and, and just say, I don't care how city scores goals. Because I have like all like all these guys anyway, and just whatever happens happens. I think that I think that's that's even viable where you don't even bother with some of these like four k midfield, five k midfielders or the three thirty five hundred dollar three k fullbacks, and you just say nope. Stones, Diaz, right? You, you 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 have two spots for like two other guys, and you take like you know two fullbacks or you know some cheap mid. I think that's viable also. So. I don't want to get into the situation where I'm taking like Alvarez and Foden and then Holland scores a hat trick and then you're dead. Right. Or you take what well, you take the, the uh, Holland and Alvarez and Foden has a goal and two assists and he's 70% owned. I mean, like I'm much more inclined in cash games, at least to just oh, get overexposed to city, regardless of what I think of Eze or, McNeil or Gross or Embuemo, obviously for GPP. GPP, that's the time where it's like, well, what if if most of the production goes through like one or two guys? And then you find that the points in other games. Like that's, to me, that's GPP. I don't mind if Foden only has eight points, but Holland has 36 and Alvarez is 28. I'm going to be fine in cash games anyway, right? Like, and if it happens to be that Foden's the one with 38 and Holland's the one with eight, I'm going to be finding cash games anyway because I didn't have to. I want to play against the lineups where someone is playing Eze instead of one of these guys. I want to play against the lineup that someone's playing Gross instead of one of these guys because you're the one. Those my opponents are the ones that have to pick right. I don't have to pick right, right? I don't think I'm going to get burned. I don't think any of the other non-city guys are going to be owned enough in cash. Where if you know we get a ceiling Gross game with two penalties or something. Like maybe he's 18%, maybe two out of my 11, you know, in an 11 man, like I could, I don't, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter to me. Yeah. I think if anyone would be negotiable out of Man City, I mean, I think Doku, I would play him ahead of Foden because he's cheaper. And uh, Foden has been a little bit frustrating from a floor point of view, but I think that just might be, uh, you know, that's just recent results. We don't want that to cloud our decisions too much. I feel like if you didn't play one of the city guys though, it would be playing, because you're like, I want Pascal Gross's monopoly of set pieces instead of Foden, because you really feel strongly that he only scores eight points or something like that. I am, I'm inclined to agree with you all. Maybe Gross has a slightly better floor than Foden. Like if you told me Foden doesn't take any set pieces and ev everything goes down Doku's side, that's something that's in the range of outcomes. But you're also, that's not much of a gain on the games that Foden does um, poorly, right? Because when he does well, he's just absolutely going to crush. So. And also, I, uh, and also the price doesn't matter to me at that level. The price doesn't matter. What are you doing with the thousand dollars? 
yeah, I'm playing Ryan Knight Nori instead of John Stones or something. Right, like this right. Because... That's that's exactly. I mean, like, what do you are are you really using that money in any way that makes that much of a difference? No. So, like, the price difference doesn't really matter that much. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's forward. There's some other interesting names we can talk about, but maybe we'll talk about them in tournaments for, you know, if you don't want to just jam four city guys into your lineup. Um, we can move on to the midfield position then. Um, the name I highlighted in the article, if he starts, Doku might start over him, but Jack Grealish at 7,500, I would be happy to plug him into a midfield spot as well. But um, Ryan, did anyone stick out to you from a midfield position? You got James Ward-Prowse at 8,300, who seems too expensive on the road to Brentford. Karu Miedema is interesting at 6,500, but not in cash games. I mean, it, pricing it just funnels me right into Manchester City spots. So what do you think about the midfield position, position Ryan? Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, can't go to Ward-Prowse playing deeper on the road against Brent, Brentford. Doesn't seem good. You, you just don't want to spend this type of money if it's not on City players. Yeah, Grealish seems okay. You know, we know he has busts in his range of outcomes. We've seen it plenty of times in these spots where he's sort of the cheapish city piece. Um, but yeah, still a good option. Uh, you know, I, I'm going all the way down though. I guess like the first guy I would consider, though probably too expensive for cash games, is Gustavo Hammer, who might play more advanced and in actually a pretty good spot for Sheffield. But going cheaper, you know, maybe a better option would be Tommy Doyle, if he gets the start for Wolverhampton on the other side of that game. Um, he he helped Sheffield secure promotion last year. Um, and he took corner kicks and set pieces while doing so. He took set pieces uh, when he played for Wolves the last couple matches too. So I think, yeah, I think Doyle would be a pretty good option if he started. Um, and then there's Will Hughes, you know, I, it seems like Eze is going to start for me. I know we don't have him in there and I know he also might not start. He's been out with a hamstring injury for a little bit. Uh, 4,900 for Will Hughes though. It's a tough click for me he, he, with Eze on the bench. And I mean, you know, Will Hughes ran, he ran really well last match against Spurs finished with 10.7 in 70 minutes. I mean, that's solid. He was playing more attacking role. He ended up with four shots assisted, but yeah, 4,900 for, for Will Hughes in that spot. I don't love it. Um, you know, I rather go to any city guy who starts, I don't know, you know, we might get Mateus Nunez at 4,100. Kovacic is 37. Um, I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think? Well, I mean, Hughes to me, like Hughes is probably not playing 90. And if Eze is in, I'm, I have no interest, but if Eze is not in, I think he's comparable. I much, much more prefer Doyle. You have to expect, I mean, you have to take a look at this Wolves lineup. Uh, uh, Sarabia at 5,400. He would be the natural replacement for Pedro Neto. With I mean, Neto is going to be out for a while, but he—I mean—he's gotten no minutes like in a month. So that to me, that sounds as if, uh, yeah, manager doesn't like him. Like this is like, like no, not meaningful minutes. I mean, not any minutes at all. So like, my attitude is is that you know this this lineup that we have projected, 
they're much more likely to go to kind of a 3-4-3, like their kind of old-school formation with Aitnery and Semedo as wingbacks. Lamina as the, the defensive midfielder. Doyle is kind of like the box-to-box and then have the front line be the Huang and Kalajnik and, and Cunha. Uh, I like that setup for Doyle, and I like that setup for the wingbacks. They're favored in this spot against Sheffield. Uh, I mean, I have no problem clicking on Thomas Doyle. I look at this lineup and I go, who else sticks set pieces? Like, who, el- who else is going to? Right? Maybe Aiton and Marie could take some corners, maybe, depending on if they need in-swingers or out-swingers. But who's... All- and also, who's coming on for anyone? Like, the-, the replacements are more likely to come out of the front line than out of the midfield, right? You get Belgard, who's questionable. Right, Bueno, you know, comes in at some point for, you know, on the wing or something. Like, I just feel like Tommy Doyle plays 90 minutes in a favorite spot at 5,100 with the possibility of him having a set-piece monopoly, and he's not priced for that. Like, so he's priced as if, yeah, like 5,100 is a good price, even if you told me he had half the set-pieces. But let's say, let's say he has all of them. Like maybe he should be a 7K player. Maybe he should be the same price as like a, a Brownhill or, a, you know, a, a ha- at least Hammer or something like that up there if he was in. So to me, I mean, that's why, like, if Eze's not in, like my lineup was like three Man City players, Doyle, Hughes, and you fill it out from there. You're going to get it. There's plenty of cheap defenders that you could play. Goalkeeper's not going to be a problem. The issue comes in is that if Eze is in, I probably don't pay Hughes. And what ends up happening is that my utility spot just ends up being a cheap defender. And I just pay up a little bit more goalkeeper because I really don't think there's many like 4K level midfielders outside of if Kovacic, Nunez, you know, those types of guys for City end up in the lineup. Like I'm not running to play any, I mean, Frank Anyeka or, you know, or if it's just, or or whoever, whoever you have, Dahoud or... I look down in this range and I go, Janelt, like, who would I be playing? Ben Osborne? I look like there's no one here. I'd, I'd, I'd almost feel like I'd rather play a city center back than some of these guys. And my line, lineup just ends up being like city, 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 Tommy Doyle and some other team's goalkeeper. And that's <laughs> There you go. And and then maybe, maybe there's a, maybe some cheap fullback. Maybe you're playing eight and Maybe you're playing Luke Thomas if he's in at 3K. Like, that's my lineup. Like, so Hughes to me doesn't matter that much. It just comes down to do you play Hughes or do you go down a goalkeeper if Eze's not in? But I still don't think even in that case, if you don't want to play Hughes, I think that's fine because he probably plays 65, 70 anyway. And if he doesn't get on the score sheet, he may just be sitting there with like seven points and it's like he didn't lose out. Yeah, I, I, my first lineup was City, 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 and then I just threw in this Doyle Hughes, and it seemed to build itself fine because you're able to climb up to Aderson. I think maybe one decision, though, would be there might be a punt available at midfield. I mean, like maybe James Milner starts at 5,100 for Brighton in a good matchup. It's horrific, right? But it allows you to get to Jack Grealish. So you could run out a lineup. Um, well, I guess it does depend. Yeah, you could run out a lineup where you um, do... Haaland, Foden, Alvarez, and then Jack Grealish. And then you just play three center backs and you punt at goalie. So that's also plausible, but you're kind of sacrificing a lot just to have everybody in there. Is that basically the main decision you have to make with your midfield spots? If you want to 
go a pure barbell lineup or play a bit more balanced with Hughes and Doyle? That seems to be one of the main decisions to me. Uh, yeah, I don't think I could do Milner. I mean, I get it for the price tag, but I, I just think there's no one down here. I think Milner, you're going to you're gonna have to make up for his two points a lot of the time, for his one or two points. You're going to have to make that up. And yeah, you can, like you said, you can with, with City, but I'd rather not. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with everything you guys said except uh, – Tommy Doyle, I wouldn't be so confident going to play 90 minutes. Wolves actually have quite a, quite a few midfielders that are even in contention to start over Doyle uh, in Jao Gomez, uh, Bubakar Traore. I don't know what's up with Belagarde, but but at least Gomez and Traore are there. Um, now, this doesn't really matter for cash games. Just, you know, Doyle's 5,100 and... It's a great spot against Sheffield, but it's you know worth considering for tournaments, maybe. To me, it's more based on their formation that if they play a three-four-three, that it's gonna Bubakar Traore would come in for Huang and play in that spot. Like it's just that that the like Joe Gomez, if they if Joe Gomez comes in for Doyle, that means they're just gonna play more defensively in that formation. It just like that position in that formation. If they played four, two, three, one. Then I agree with you, right? If they if they're playing with a four man back line, like then then there's a lot more options for guys to play in certain spots. It's just that with the three man front, I think it's just more likely that like uh, Kaladjian, whatever, however you pronounce his name, he's more likely to come off for like a winger for Belgard, and they can continue to play in a three four three formation. Like central midfielders, they have are more either more defense like Joe Gomez is more of a defensive midfielder or they have these like attacker tacker types that are more likely to come out for the frontline players. So like that to me, it's more of a formation thing on their substitution patterns than anything else. I'd be much more, I like, I'd be much more concerned. And also if they play a four man back line, I think that downgrades tomato and eight and also. So like I'm going under the impression that they play a Dawson Kilman, Tony Gomez, no three man back line. And also, uh, I know we're not getting into defender yet, that you have to make sure where these guys are because sometimes Toadie, like we see, like, oh, oh, where's Eight Nari? And it's like, oh, like, are they playing a three man back line? Because some sometimes it's like, is Toadie Gomez a really a fullback? Or is he playing as part of a three man back line? He's cheap also, and people get into trouble because sometimes he actually does play as a fullback, and sometimes he gets you one and a half points. Didn't he have a goal yeah, against yeah. Stone Min last year? Toti's a legend in my mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I'm with you. Um, the one thing I'd say is Bubakar Traore is a defensive midfielder. So he could, he would, I don't, I wouldn't see him coming in for one of the, Sasa Kalajic is a tall number nine. Like if someone's going to come in for him, I think it'd be Fabio Silva or or maybe Bellegarde and they, and they push Cunha to the number nine. Um, but yeah, I mean, what, you know, it's, it's not something to be arguing. Doyle's got a path for 90 minutes too. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not entirely happy about having Will Hughes in my first lineup just because he's Will Hughes. And I feel like every time I play him, he gets a yellow card, but it, it kind of just works out, works out best. And, um, 
I don't everything, know. Just... Everything will be solved as long as you know if if they if if Man City plays Nunez or Kovacic. Oh yeah, then you don't have to. Like then 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 we just this whole conversation is kind of moot because you're just going to play one of those guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think the point being, I even highlight Will Hughes in my article. If you can find a way not to play Will Hughes, that's like you know not playing Mario Lamina like someone actually good. I uh, very much endorse this approach uh, in the hour before lock. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to um, defend James Milner any more than casually mentioning that he's 3,100. So um, unless you all have anything more to say about midfield, maybe we can move on to the defender position. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, Jordan, I looked at Defender, and the most expensive fullbacks are Sufal and Emerson, who are underdogs and over 5K against Brentford. So I didn't really want to play any of them. The first names that seemed remotely interesting to me, at least for cash games, would be the Wolves wingbacks. And I kind of, I feel like there is a little bit of a sacrifice to play a city center back versus a Wolves wingback because fullbacks and wingbacks have been excellent against Sheffield United. Like I, I really would like to have that. Do you think that they're worth prioritizing or do you think they're just good plays, but you know, you don't have to play them. I don't think you have to play them, but I think that the the thing is going to come into is like the money that you're going down from like eight and three to a three K guy, a three thirty five hundred dollar guy is coming out of your goalkeeper spot. So it really just comes down to like, like you're not putting that anywhere. Else. Like where else are you putting that money? If you're going Holland, Alvarez, Foden, Doyle, and you only got cheap spots anyway, just it comes down. Do you play Pickford or do you play? Do you play Ederson or like, 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 like you're going up like a thousand in goalkeeper and goalkeeper is so high variant that if you decided to like, Oh, I, I, I want a better goalkeeper. Like these are the coin flips that decide like whether or not you catch and double up the times, but it's they're coin flips essentially. So in my inclination is to prioritize if given the choice, a better defender than prioritize goalkeeper. So I'm much more likely to have a Wolves fullback and a cheaper goalkeeper than have like a favored goalkeeper and a city center back. But I mean, my the ones that I clicked on right now, depending on on the the Sheffield lineup, is you know Luke Thomas is three thousand. He's never that great of a click, but they're at home. Wolves is a fine matchup. I don't mind play if he's in the lineup. But I mean, you also have like Rorslev. Right, if he start at thirty seven hundred, Vitinho at thirty seven hundred. If he starts, and then if Roroslav's not in, uh, 
I know he's a natural center back, but when he plays on for Brentford in that position, like Asia will play fullback. I mean, he did the past two games. So like he's 3,200 in a favored matchup against West Ham. I mean, I don't mind. I, dude, I could play Veltman at 3,200 and not be like any of these. Like we're, we're getting to the point where you can make a case for like half these people. Like none of them are like screaming values. Tony Gomez as a fullback, if he ends up being a full, okay. It just comes down to, do you play those guys over like Diaz or Stones? And if you told me that you'd rather have the clean sheet equity and potential like header goal upside of the city guys, I couldn't argue with you either way. So it just comes down to, are these other guys better than center backs? And a lot of times that, that, that uh, conversation comes down to uh, close your eyes and hope for the best because he, you can't make a case that any there's no there's no defender on this slate. Like Ryan, I know you're the you're the type of person. It's like if I could get 20 points total out of my defenders, I have a big leg up on the field in GPPs. Nothing that doesn't exist on this. That this this slate isn't that slate. No, it's not, unfortunately. Yeah, I think you broke it down well. Uh the guy I would have the most interest in is eight Nari. If Wolves are in a 3-5-2, you know, Aitnery and Semedo are decent options. The reason I prefer Aitnery, as Jordan mentioned, there's a chance he'll take a set piece or two. But also Hugo Bueno is out. I have some reservations about Semedo, just because you could see Doherty coming in to replace him. And also, like, when has Semedo ever done it when it's been a good spot for him? You know, I, I touted him plenty of times on this show last year. and. I mean, he did do it once, but it was like very, he luck, He had the luckiest assist ever, I remember. But anyways, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, no, Jordan, you said it. I would like to get those points from Defender, but I don't see it. So like for me, I think the best option is the cheapest city guy. And that's really annoying, uh, but that's how I see it. Uh, Ruben Diaz might be the best option for me, maybe Stones. But yeah, you know, Luke Thomas is fine. Christopher Iyer is fine. Uh it's a gross position on this slate. What do you think, Jack? Um, I'd like to play Ryan Knight Norrie just because the Sheffield the Sheffield matchup is very good for attacking wing for attacking wingbacks. And I know Ryan Knight Norrie is an attacking player, so it's not just he's like some random box that I'm putting in. I think if he does play 90 minutes, I'm happy to hear Hugo Bueno is um, out. That's a pretty good spot for him. John Stones, I think, is a little bit better if he plays as a defensive midfielder. I think City are going to return to this 3-2-4-1 type of formation. I know he had like three chances created against Manchester United. He can kind of luck box his way into some like random good floor games in that sort of spot at 3,700. So I guess I technically like him more than Diaz, but this is like a close your eyes and flip a coin decisions. Um, just as yeah, no, I'll I'll bump I'll bump Stones ahead of Diaz if if he's going to be next to Rodri there for sure. You'd expect him to get a shot assisted or two, maybe. Yeah, Ofta said that they played a 4-2-3-1 in the recent game, but if you click on heat maps, John Stones looked to be in his sort of, you know, he's back to where they were right. playing most of last season, and I think that was reasonably successful. Um, I do agree, though. I'd rather, I think, you know, decision is, do I play Aiton or do I play Aderson? And we're kind of talking about goalkeeper at the same time. I mean, I've been, I post my cash lineups. I've been scraping gum off the bottom of bleachers at goalkeeper for several weeks now. And I'm not about to stop. Uh, I don't think I'm about to stop that this weekend. I just don't feel comfortable having, you know, John Stones, 
Ruben Diaz and Luke Thomas just so I can get Aderson when I could just have Ryan Knight Nori and then um, random goalkeeper who might score negative two points or might score 18. It just totally, totally depends. So I'm in support of getting at least one of the Wolves guys. That's not Semedo as he is a yellow card machine. Um, I don't really think there's any other particularly interesting names. Um, I don't know, Ashley Young at 4,400. If Brighton have a psychotic attacking lineup, that was some giga brain thought I had, but no one, a particularly strong play from that point of view. Um, so I guess you're kind of just correlating cheap, uh, cheap defenders with goalkeepers in GPPs. Um, and I think Adam told me that his center back choice was a uh, Ben me. Should he return to the lineup at 2,600 for Brentford, you know, throw a contrarian um, what's his face, Brian and Buemo in there. Yeah. Well, uh, this is the type of slate where center backs I think are more okay for tournaments for sure. Yeah. Especially if you can like um, pay up for more expensive pieces. Um, I don't really have anything more to say about defender. Other than that, we've already been discussing goalkeeper. Um, Jordan, you don't think it's worth prioritizing Aderson? Do you have any more to elaborate on that? Or can we just say, pick whatever goalkeeper you want and uh, please don't yell at me afterwards? Right. But I mean, uh, truthfully, based on the the odds, Ederson is underpriced at 5,900. Yeah. So like if you wanted to play him, I my attitude would be is that if you built your lineup and you have 5,500 left for Saw, build a different lineup so you get an extra 400 because like <laughs> why you like or go down and spend the thousand on somewhere like go up from whatever defender you have to eight and a re or whatever like to me it's like you play ederson or you're going you're going you're going down and you know how much i prefer the home the home underdogs so like to me trafford and pickford or and even fodderingham at four thousand like those would those would be more of the likely options that that i'd be playing cash yeah you can't play yeah at 5500 on this it's like 400 differences egregious no chance yeah no chance uh i agree with jordan i don't know i found myself wanting slash trying to spend up on these type of slates recently so i i might try to get to ederson i'm not going to force in some questionable value you know You're not going to play james milner like, just to get ederson well, no, no, I wouldn't do that. But I mean, like, I'd rather play Ederson than, like, prioritize Will Hughes, probably. Mm. Or, like, you know, I don't know. It even, I don't know. I, I can see the argument. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would play Ederson or Fodderingham, I guess, is my answer. Depends what it gets me. That's the decision I was looking at. And I have to defend this James Milner side comments I made earlier. That was only so that you could play... Um, if Doku plays, you have to play him in utility spots. And then I would play Foden. And <laughs> I just ended up needing James Milner in the particular lineup I built. But, uh, you know, please do not prioritize him. Or you can just do the more balanced approach with Hughes and Doyle. Um, yeah. The, sorry. The thing about Milner is just obviously the minutes. And, like, you know, he's going to start at fullback. And I see that Lamptey's back in the squad who's been playing both right back and left back. I mean, you just can't expect Milner to play more than 60 minutes, right? I mean, I know it's a, it's fine. Like, I just, I just don't want to be stuck with two points there. I think ultimately me neither, but it's just, I, I, I think you're going to see it a couple times in cash games. Um, I mean, 
I think that is basically a good summary for cash game strategy. Maybe we can spend some time talking about GPPs. And I guess the main thing is this is a GPP slate where we can't really play particularly contrarian and feel good about the projection of our lineups. It's because you have to fade, like, I guess I don't want to play four Manchester City forwards because you just have so few combinations. I feel like you're just, you're drawing dead with your equity in that case. So I think you're going to see a lot of like three forward lineups, a lot of two forward lineups, but what type of players are we going to want to throw in there? I mean, Brian and Buemos 10K, which feels too expensive for the spot against Brentford. And I do think players on Brighton and Wolves are going to be popular. So, um, Kolodzic, who I you know, butchered his name, he's only 5K. I think he's a pretty good GPP option. Brighton forwards, Jao Pedro, 6,900. That seems like a reasonable GPP option. I think he should be on penalties while on the pitch, but he's a liability to be subbed after 75 minutes. Simon Adingra. I just feel like people are going to pair Manchester City players with Wolves and Brighton. That's going to be the natural inclination. Those two seem like the best spots. So I'm wondering, you know, if I'm going to play some city chalk, if I want to get a little bit more off the board, you know, play someone like Jared Bowen at 8,400. How many people are going to want to play West Ham pieces on the road? I mean, it's gross, but you have to build lineups that have a chance to win on this slate. And I think you just might need to luck box a low-owned outlier performance. Um, so I don't know. What do you think about Jared Bowen? Do you have a different uh, contrarian play that you like? Jordan, you're shaking your head. Uh, thumbs down, whether that's Jared Bowen or my approach. Uh, what do you think? Both. <laughs> <laughs> this is the type of slate where your goal is not to beat the city players. Okay? Your goal when you're going, okay, instead of playing Holland, I'm going to play Mbwemo at 10,000. And then try to beat Holland. That's not the right approach. The right approach is let me find the right city piece. And then let me find someone that equals a city player, but for less salary. So like I take a look at, for instance, Brentford, who have a good goal total. I don't like Mbwemo. I like Johan Wissa at 7,600 or Maupai at 6,500. Someone that... As a shot at two goals, right? You're looking for brace upside or at least goal plus assist upside. So you don't want to be playing, you know, 60 minute guy that plays defensive midfield with plus 800 goal scoring odds. Like, no, you're looking for someone that if Alvarez puts up 24 points, someone that's cheaper than him, cheaper than him, not the same price, but cheaper than him, that has a shot at least. So I look at Brentford with Visa and Maupai. I look at Brighton with Pedro and Adingra and uh and Gross even like like those those are the types of guys like I I and I yeah sure you could say that Bowen is like that but now he I mean we take a look here at West Ham I mean they're on the road he's 8400 like I'm much more likely to play Antonio at 4600 like I don't need two goals out of that like dude he's a defensive midfielder price so like give me one goal He's in my lineup instead of Tommy Doyle, right? So think in those terms, my lineups are not going to be like no man city. It's just that how do I get, how do I make it so that I could play a lineup with Holland and Alvarez, like two, consider two big man city pieces. And instead of going, you're going balanced, but you're playing all guy. You're, you're, you're still playing probably two cheap defenders because no one's worth paying for. But instead of playing Will Hughes, 
you're playing a guy that could actually do something, right? Instead of playing Tommy Doyle, you're playing a guy, you're trying to play these 5K, 6K, 7K maybe at the top range that could show up with two goals. So like, that's kind of what I'm looking for. So I don't poo-poo the Brighton guys. I don't poo-poo. Like, I think the best the game environment outside of City is the Brighton-Everton game. And I don't mind playing someone like Calvert-Lewin at 6,800. But I don't want to play Dwight McNeil, right? Dwight McNeil's at the same price as Foden and Alvarez, and I'm not looking to beat those guys. I'm looking to have a City piece and then get the Calvert-Lewin brace. On, and then also get the Matoma goal and assist in that game also. Like that, to me, that's the approach when Man City is just projects so much higher than everyone else that the, the high variance approach would be just fade City completely and just hope some other game goes over. I just think the likelihood of that happening on this slate in comparison to other slates where I've said, hey, I'm just going to fade all the City players and just, Hope it's a one nothing game. Those slates didn't have Man City as a minus 1,000 home favorite against Bournemouth and have four other games that are horrible. <laughs> what do you think, Ryan? Yeah, I'm mostly on the same page with that. Uh, a couple things. You know, I don't think Wiss is too much different than Bowen in that regard. There's only 800 salary difference. Bowen has been in fantastic form. Um, but just from a from a soccer perspective, sort of seems like a letdown spot for West Ham after they beat Arsenal and now without who I think is their best player in Paqueta and also Brentford have just been unbelievable at home. Um, so, you know, it just, it sort of screams let down spot for West Ham, but, uh, you know, Will has a question in the chat about Kudus who probably will run things for West Ham in the center of the park with Ward Prowse moved back and Kudus is only 6,400. He's been drawing some rave reviews already. And so, yeah, I can, I can get behind a guy like Kudus, um, so, yeah, I, I feel similar to Jordan and just the approach. And I'm going to use, like I mentioned briefly at the start, I like some Sheffield guys here. I don't think they're going to go winless this season. Uh, Wolves have been a spot to target. And, you know, I don't love Wolves in this spot without Pedro Neto. Um, so I like Gustavo Hammer. I think he's going to be pushed forward. I like Archer leading the line. I think even McAtee for 4,500 in an attacking role is interesting. I'm serious. Like, you're just looking for a goal here to beat the Will Hughes types, the Milner types, whoever else, like, people use in these lineups where they jam City. Um, I I guess the one thing where I might differ on, so I agree with Jordan, you're not trying to, like outscore Halland or Alvarez. Like you're thinking of playing Halland and Alvarez and then maybe one of these other guys. But um, I think Eze is a guy who could outscore Alvarez or Foden. And I bring him up because I think most people are assuming he's not going to start. And he maybe he won't start, but I just think he's an afterthought. And even if he ends up starting, people are going to sort of already be 
set on what they're doing slash not want to pay 9500 And look, the spot against Burnley is fantastic. And if Eze has this preloaded 15-point floor that we've spoken about on the pod before, you know, he still has penalty kick duty. So there's 27 points right there from a guy who's going to be, you know, 10% owned or, or whatever. So I can get behind, I could get behind Eze, but uh, yeah, in general, I agree with Jordan's strategy. I don't, you know, what, what do you think, Jack? Um, you've talked me off of this, uh, Bowen, Bowen ledge a bit more, especially you talking about the Brentford form and you are right. You don't want to spend up to be contrarian necessarily on one of these slates. You all have pointed out that there's a lot of decent mid-priced options who have, um, who have quite the ceiling. Like, um, you know, instead of Bowen, you could play Saeed Ben Rama if he starts, for example, who's already 1000 cheaper and more in the, the Wissa, the Wissa line, but you know, Wissa's in a favored spot, whereas West Ham are not. So that seems to be much better. Um, I might play Matias Kuna just to try to get unstuck from him, but that's a personal problem, um, not necessarily a quest for you all to take upon yourselves. Um, that's my inclination in tournaments, though. I really don't want to fade the Haaland Alvarez start necessarily. Maybe I'll flip a coin to decide how many, you know, non Haaland lineups I play and just hope that, you know, he only gets an assist or something like this. But otherwise, yeah, that all sounds quite, quite reasonable. Um, I don't know. I really don't have anyone, one else, one else particular mention. I'll still probably play a few Bowen shares, but you know, I'll definitely. I was just going to say, I don't think you should. Don't take yourself completely off Bowen just because he's, he's been in such good form. You know, he's a ninety-minute guy. He's got six goals in ten games, and he's just outside of the city players he's one of the more talented guys on the slate a guy who scores kind of every type of goal so like even if it's not a great spot he still has goals in him and he's going to be like virtually unowned but but yeah yeah i think that would be my justification for bowen would be i'm anticipating like five percent ownership maybe that's incorrect um but I'm anticipating, you know, if you play Kolajdic, for example, he's going to be like 15 to 20%. So if you want to play a little bit more City, I mean, you can just substitute Bowen instead of Foden. And I don't think it's that outrageous that Bowen could outscore Foden in this type of spot. And you can still be strong in the rest of your lineup positions. You know, you can play Bowen and uh, Antonio instead of Will Hughes. So just something to think about. I don't know. We're at the 48 minute mark. It's a city dominant slate. You know, we haven't talked about I mean, any Bournemouth options. Anyone else have any takes that they want to get off their chest? No, but I think, I think I got Bur- I, I feel like Adam would be bringing up his boys from Burnley on this pod. You know, we, we all heard about how, you know, they play in this attacking brand of football, scoring goals under company. It hasn't worked at all in the premier league, but a matchup against, you know, this Palace team has been bad without Eze. And so, like, it's a good spot for Burnley. I, I guess I haven't even looked at the prices on their, guy, the, their guys, but uh, probably too expensive. But, you know, there, there's, you know, a goal in one of them. It's you a have pretty good Goodmanson spot for, for 6,500. My problem with Burnley is that it just reminds me of Liga MX where you have these teams that substitute all their promising attacking players at 65 minutes. And that's what gets me right. off of the Burnley pieces. I mean, do you want to pay 6700 for Josh Brownhill in this spot? I don't feel very compelled. I'd rather just go to Jack Grealish or, you know, even play Rodri at 5800 in tournaments. So, I don't know. Uh, yeah, the guy I would 
you know, Coley Osho is 4,500 and we've seen him have, you know, decent games, but I think the most likely to score a goal would be Zeki Amdouni or however you say his last name. Um, he's actually pretty decent. And I think, yeah, I mean, like you said, you know, they're not going to play 90 minutes, but 75, you know, 6,200, you just get a goal. He's a guy that I think he's been starting for Switzerland. He's a promising player. He can score goals, but yeah, I know it's tough. I mean, we're, we're grasping for grasping at straws here. Yeah. You're kind of just looking to draw the right straw when you're, when we're pulling lots in this uh, bingo game. Um, I just mixed up a bunch of different games at once in that analogy. Uh, we haven't talked about Matthias Jensen, but at 7k seems reasonable along with Karo Miedema. I don't know. It's just um, these are the type of options who seem decent, who could score a goal, though I do think Jensen has run good. Jordan, you got any final thoughts? I got one tip for people that if you're in legal sports betting states. Let us have it. Anytime goal scoring markets are one way and they're typically bad, they're typically very high hold. But depending on the books that you have available in your state, they tend to also have very bad mispricings on certain players. And they tend to be players that are new to teams or returning from teams or like situations that happen where a big player is out and they don't know how to price it. A lot of times they're cutting and pasting from other side. They're they're copying from an offshore or something like that, but you will find big discrepancies sometimes, not all the time. So like we mentioned, like Eze is coming back from an injury. He would be someone where I would go to the five or six books that I have available to me and go to the goal scoring odds and go, is there a book that is pricing him as, as if they forgot that he may, he may start. Now, obviously if he doesn't start, your bet is void. So it doesn't matter. So you may find that one book, like we, we look at the, 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 the cheat sheet from wherever you're pulling from uh, has as a, at what? Plus 350. Like it's quite possible that like some of these books may have like plus 180, plus 220. And then one book has like plus 450. And it's like, well, that's that's a very that's a quite big difference. So like you could probably find this type of stuff. You're not gonna find that with Holland, you're not gonna find that with Alvarez, you're not gonna find that with Embuemo, you're not gonna find out with all these guys, but like Neto's out, maybe they mispriced. One book has mispriced the Wolves' goal-scoring odds because they're pricing it as if Neto is in. And then next thing you know that, you know, you compare books and four of these books have one guy at at plus 200 and one book has a guy at plus 450, right? You saw that, uh, Jack, a couple of weeks ago when I took out the, the Chris Wood insurance. Chris Wood insurance. Right. On the slate that I'm like, I'm not playing Chris Wood in cash and I'm only playing him in one GPP lineup. I got this bonus bet that I could use. Uh, I'm going anytime goal scoring for Chris Wood because that's the way that he, he he would beat me. If he doesn't score a goal, I'm probably going to win my DFS lineups. And like FanDuel had him at plus 220 while like everyone else had him at plus 120 and plus 110. I'm like, this is insane for me not to take this because that's a ridiculously off. 12% implied probability difference. I mean, even more than that, what 15% implied probability difference. So give it to me. And you can do that. Even if you're not taking out insurance, like if you're not going to play Holland, like you could, Hey, you could do that also. Like, let's say you're like, you know what? I'm going to play 20 GPP lineups. 
no Holland. Just X amount. Go to go to get get the best price, best number, right? And get the two plus goals for Holland, right? You don't want the anytime goal scoring odds because one goal from Holland probably doesn't kill you. Two goals does. And you go, and what is the two guy? And then you put down you know, whatever that's probably probably plus. You may be able to find that at plus 150 even. Plus 165 last night on FanDuel Sportsbook. I had that one written down for uh, for prep. DraftKings only plus 135. I find that you get better goal scoring, anytime goal scoring markets in general on FanDuel than DraftKings. But I think, you know, it could be different. Like FanDuel but some, might have But a... it's really book to book. Like Caesars mm-hmm. tends to have worse across the board for anytime goal score, anytime touchdown. And, but they will misprice certain that Like the other, the other, in one of the football games, it was the Lions game. So this is what I mean. The Lions game, I got on Caesars, Khalif Raymond at plus, I think it was plus 2,200. When on like FanDuel, he was like plus 700. And on like DraftKings, he was plus 850. And like all of them, it's like, oh, this one guy. Yeah, I know he's like their third, fourth receiver, whatever. But it's like, that gap is way too wide that I'm like, okay, let me put 25 bucks down on this because... Like that's just way too like just a simple it's simple arbitrage of price. You could do that in the goal scorer markets for soccer, but find those big gaps. If some if one place is like plus one twenty and the other place is plus one thirty five, like that. I mean, yeah, it's the best price, but once you add the hold onto the market, like you're really not you're not that's that's not great. You you really want to find stuff where where the you know I got Mason Mount in, for Man United. On one of those slates, he didn't the slate that he almost scored that he that he, he nearly scored on DraftKings. Mason Mount's anytime goal scoring odds was plus three fifty. On Caesars, he was plus fifteen hundred. Woo! Right, so I'm like, I put fifty bucks down, give it to me, and of course he it's so close. He almost scored that, but you can find that type of stuff if you look for it. Well, Jordan, you listen to the Champions League show, so you don't have to know that that uh, lack of goal hurt Ryan and I quite a lot. We are the Mason Mount donks in chief. But I love it. A little bit of a hashtag theory of sports betting from Jordan. I mean, you're making me, honestly, you're making me consider moving. Like, I just, I see your screenshot too the other day. I'm just stuck in Wisco and uh, yeah, it's brutal. It's it's brutal. Anyway, making me depressed over here. You got to drive down to Beloit and then across the border and get all your wagers down, Ryan. That's the that's the move, though. I'm not sure what your hourly rate is for that. (laughs) I just don't think you can like open accounts, you know, that that way. Any anyways, being from out of state like that anyways. Anyways. So we got a little yeah. uh, little soccer betting advice, some decent tournament advice here, and the classic just play Manchester City cash advice. So anything else? I think we're good to go. We've somehow talked an hour about this slate. So um, good luck over the weekend, everybody. Please like the video. Please uh, subscribe. Adam's been doing these awesome lineup preview shows if you play so rare, and it helps me prep for these shows. So I enjoy watching those, so make sure to check that out. Join us in the Discord, especially if you're a sicko who likes to play uh, League MX and MLS slates late at night. And, uh, yeah, good luck, everyone. Thanks, guys. Good luck, everybody.